Hey, Slingers, welcome to another week of the Word Slinger podcast, and it is November, and that means NaNoWriMo, so we're going to be talking that coming up next. Hey, how you doing on money? I know that's a touchy subject, but uh, I got something that may help you out. See, I'm using an app called Acorns, and it helps me manage some investing, uh, put some money back, get a little interest. It's kind of nice to watch my money grow. So I want to share that with you. Go to kevintumlinson.com slash acorns and you'll get some free money. See you there. It's the Word Slinger Podcast, where story matters. Build your brand. Write your book. Redefine who you are. It's all about the story here. What's yours now? Here's the guy who invented pants optional, Kevin Tumlinson, the word slinger. Word slinger. Well, I am Kevin Tumlinson, the word slinger. Uh, I am currently enjoying some rare cold weather here in the uh, Houston area. It's uh, it's like 31 degrees right now. That is that is unusual. I know there are plenty of you, and I'm going to get plenty of emails uh, from people with like negative 1, negative 20. Uh, you Canadians are not allowed to uh, email me uh, with comparisons. <laughs> You're going to have to just uh, accept that it is cold here. So uh, <laughs> anyway, I um, actually got out this morning and went and Took my usual little walk. I had my bag with me, my my uh, iPad, and I went and sat at um, the local Starbucks and knocked out a chapter or two. And uh, you know, it was nice and cozy in there, but it was it was kind of a trek uh, getting there. I'm we're we're just not prepared for cold weather here. I mean, it's and it's been uh, I, I don't know two thousand years of summer. Uh, <laughs> I think somewhere around. Uh, June, it started getting hot here and just stayed that way. Just triple digit heat the whole time. So, uh, it is, it is a relief. It was a relief when things kind of dropped down in the fifties and now it's sort of, um, it's a little on the too cold side, but it's nice. It's very nice outside. It's very sunny. Uh, I'm enjoying it. So, uh, you know, it's, (laughs) you really shouldn't talk about the weather. I guess it's kind of cliche to talk about the weather, but it, it is something that's, like immediately on my mind right now. <laughs> so something else that's on my mind right now is uh, NaNoWriMo or National Novel Writing Month because as of the release uh, date for this episode, which should be, barring uh, any uh, issues, November 1st. So you should be listening to this on or after November 1st, 2019. Um, NaNoWriMo officially starts today. This past week... Uh, my, uh, good friend and, uh, and, uh, business partner of sorts, uh, we, we were still kind of hashing out how this is going to work, but my friend, uh, Roland Denzel and I did a webinar and it was actually a redo. <laughs> we tried doing a webinar last week, uh, last Friday and we announced it and I sent emails out and I got all kinds of people interested in it. Um, we had quite a few people turn up for it and then just, just imploded. Um, and it was a technology thing. In fact, things were so bad. Things got so bad. And I decided to go ahead and drop some money on a brand new um, MacBook Pro, which should r- arrive in a few days. 
I'm very excited. I, I maxed it out. I'm like, I just, I like to future-proof my computers as much as possible. And I've been operating off of a, um, a um, MacBook Air <clears throat> for a few years now, uh, four or five years now. Um, and uh, I maxed that out when I got it too. So I like to future-proof. It's very expensive when you're, when you're future-proofing with Apple. <laughs> it gets very pricey uh very quickly and you know i spent so much time I, I an update on this i've talked about um trying to use the ipad go all ipad i'm going to tell you it it works um if all i was doing was writing and maybe some you know well i let me put it this way i can do everything on the ipad it's just that it takes a lot longer for some things than i want and maybe it's just a learning curve thing, you know, because I'm used to doing it on the MacBook, uh, doing it on the iPad just took longer. But then there were a couple of limitations that I bumped into uh, that just became very frustrating. So um, I consider it a good experiment. I can operate, we're going to say 90% of my business on just my iPad Pro, and uh, and that's great. So that makes it a, a perfect backup solution travel solution you know i love the fact that it's got the built-in uh, lte so i can you know i could take it with me and write and it's a very focused writing environment so i think um as a writing tool i really do enjoy the ipad and the iphone uh for their for their individual uh traits but for the actual uh production work especially video and that sort of thing uh i've decided that the the macbook is the way to go so for those of you who were following that whole drama, <laughs> that epic, uh, that epic tale of Kevin and the iPad, uh, it all worked out really well. Honestly, I think for for ninety nine percent of authors in the world, an, an iPad Pro or even just an iPhone with a Bluetooth keyboard would be an amazing way to uh, to build and grow your author career. I mean, it's just inexpensive. You've probably already got one of these things. Um, I found uh, the keyboard that I always recommend, the uh, the Logitech uh, three. It's a three device keyboard. God, man, I can't remember the model number. Why did I even start this sentence? I can't remember the model number, but I found it in Target of all places uh, uh, the other day. Now it's like forty dollars in Target versus uh, about thirty dollars on uh, Amazon. Uh, but it just shows you that for a, a $40 investment, if you already have like a smartphone or anything that can, uh, that can use Bluetooth, anything that can use a Bluetooth keyboard, um, you know, for a very insignificant investment, honestly, uh, you've got everything you need to write on the go. I love the idea of writing with <clears throat> your, uh, your iPhone or iPad because you can write from anywhere and the, uh, the always on internet connectivity, if you happen to have that for your smart tablet, um, that gives you the ability to research, but also to publish on the go. Um, and you know there are Wi-Fi hotspots everywhere now, so there's really no nothing keeping you from doing this. And that really dovetails nicely with the topic of today's episode, which is uh, NaNoWriMo, and and really just the idea of writing a book in 30 days. Uh, or whatever time frame you want. And that's what the webinar that Roland and I did was all about. And I'm going to be rebroadcasting that. <clears throat> uh, I'm going to uh, kind of retool my 
Word Slinger podcast mailing list, and I'm going to start emphasizing uh, that a little more. So if you will uh, hop on over to the Word Slinger podcast website. If, right now, for whatever reason, the domain is pointing to my homepage. I'm still working on why that's happening. I haven't had time to look into that. Uh, but if you go to wordslingerpodcast.com, you can click on uh, the podcast link at the top. There's a in the menu. Words on your podcast is up there. Click on that, and I'll take you to the show's uh, official page. And from there, you can actually join the mailing list. And you might want to do that because I think things are about to start happening. <laughs> We've I've been working on a few things with a couple of different people, and I think we're going to see some interesting growth in the future. Um, but I intend to be. I intend to uh, email out a link to watch this uh, webinar, where Roland and I talked about some of the tips and advice we have for writing um, in 30 days or less. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm sorry. I keep clearing my throat. Um, so that all that said, um, you're going to want to check that out. I just wanted to kind of address a, a couple of the things um, that I think. NaNoWriMo participants are going to be interested in. But I, I, I want to emphasize something here. When I talk about this stuff, it's not just for NaNo. It is, to me, these are essential skills that you can use to get ahead in your, uh, in your writing career. And as a matter of fact, just today, actually, I say that, and I don't know for sure that this came out today or not. Let me double check. October 22nd. So on October 22nd, an article uh, was posted on the Written World Media blog, writtenworldmedia.com, um, and it is titled Author Income, How to Make a Living from Your Writing. And I'm really enjoying, I've, I've read most of the article so far, I haven't read the entire thing yet, uh, but the bits that I've read click very well with my some of my philosophy about uh, building a lucrative writing career, and I like that they now. This is uh, Ricky Wallman. She, she's the CEO, founder of uh, of Written Word Media. Uh, you know them as uh, Free Booksy, Bargain Booksy, all those. So, um, I am uh, looking this article over. <clears throat> One of the things I like is she broke down three segments of authors, and I like the segments. So. They break down thusly. Um, <laughs> number one is emerging authors. And these are authors who have never made more than 60K in a year from book sales. Uh, number two is 60Kers. And those are authors who have made over 60K in a year from book sales. And number three is 100Kers. And those are authors who have made over $100,000 a year from book sales. We're talking U.S. dollars here. Um, <clears throat> so... I like those three uh, categories, those three silos. Those make sense to me. I think, I think emerging authors is a is a great term for uh, the, the folks who are either just starting out, or have been doing it for a while and they're not quite clicking, not quite making the money uh, they maybe want to make. One second, I'm sip some water. Mmm, delicious water. Okay. Um, but in this, uh, one of the first findings, the fir the very first finding. Is something I wanted to talk about uh, in conjunction with NaNoWriMo. And it is uh, finding number one, the number of books in your catalog matters to your author income, period. A lot, period. <laughs> and she's got a nice little chart here, the median number of books published. And it's the emerging authors 
have, you know, between zero and six books published. 60 cares tend to have between zero and uh, maybe 22, 23 books published. And 100 cares tend to have more than 25 books published. In my experience, and she says in the text, actually, it's that it's 28 books, the average 28 books, while the 60 cares average 22. So in my experience, this is exactly right. <laughs> now, if you are, if you're getting into writing and your goal is um, you want to produce art, you want to tell the story that you have in your, in your mind, in your heart, um, and money is not a factor, then you can write anything you want and put it out there and uh, market and promote that, that book. And uh, there is always the chance that it's going to do great. Um, <clears throat> more likely, it's going to just be read by a handful of people um, here and there. Now, if you happen to get a, a traditional contract for that book, uh, you, you may do a lot better financially for it. Um, so I'm not saying that you have to do the, you know, put, a, put, a, put 28 books out in order to succeed. Um, it is possible to succeed with just one to five books. <clears throat> but it is a lot less likely is the point. Now, for the 60K crowd putting out the, what was it, 22 books? Um, you know, that's a great target. But check out the gap between 60,000 and 100,000. You go from, I mean, I'm not, there's no guarantees here. Let's just make this straight <laughs> comment right off the bat. But this, on average, the folks making $60,000 have around 22 books out. On average, the folks making a hundred grand a month, uh, a year, have twenty-eight books out. That's a difference of only six books. So the bulk, this is pure eighty-twenty. By the way, if you if you follow Pareto's uh, law and uh, the whole eighty-twenty principle, check out how this translates into real-world numbers here. <laughs> so you've got people average the average number of people making sixty thousand dollars a year from their book sales have 22 books out. That means that they spent the majority of their uh, book writing time making less than $60,000 on average. Um, and who knows what the scale is like? You know, who knows at what point they're making even $50,000? How many books did they have out at that point? Or $10,000 a year. Um, so, uh, but the, the difference between making 60K and making 100K on average, is eight, uh, six additional books. So you can see where being able to write rapidly could be very lucrative for you, could actually help you build the kind of writing career you want. I've experienced this in, on my own. Now, since I've shifted, so I'm around 50 books out, okay? <clears throat> since I shifted to writing only thrillers back in 20, officially I started writing them in 2015, they published in 2016. So let's just say three, three-ish years, four years nominally. Um, is that right? <laughs> that is right. So, <clears throat> so here we are. Let's call it four years. In four years, I've watched my income just skyrocket because I am concentrating on building these uh, this series, and I'm writing. You know, on on average, you know, I was writing a book a month for a while there, and 
I took some time off to do some other things and explore other avenues. And, uh, you know, I'm putting out fewer books a year, but every book I put out bumps the baseline of my income just that much further. And so my goal is to, is to get the 28 books in that series, get that one series making hundred grand a year, you know, um, because I already, I can't, I'm already above that with sort of the grand total, because of the number of books I have. So that that's working out really great for for me financially. But then I want, I've decided, you know, I'm gonna, I want to see how far I can take that. So uh, writing rapidly <laughs> and writing well can be very beneficial to you. <clears throat> there are other things in this article, and you should definitely check it out. The title of the article, it, you could probably just search this. It's on writtenworldmedia.com. It's called Author Income, How to Make a Living from Your Writing. Go find that. Um, I'll try to make sure I put a link to that in the show notes. Um, But, mm, more water. I know it's disgusting to some people. I'm sorry. Maybe it's an ASMR kind of thing for some some folks. Um, You're welcome. That's a bonus. Uh, Okay, so... Writing rapidly is not an impossible task, and it doesn't have to equate to garbage out, right? Um, what you want to do is focus on writing consistently. So if you sit down, and like I gave the whole uh, 30-day author formula in, uh, in the webinar we did, and uh, I'll give it to you here too. And you can get this, by the way, when you sign up for the mailing list uh, hopefully I've got this set up before, <laughs> before this goes live, but you can get this, uh, this download for free. I've got a little, uh, infographic that is the 30 day author formula and it's how to write a book in 30 days, parentheses or less. Uh, it should be fewer, but I, you know, whatever uh, I like less sounds better. Uh, so the formula is, um, I'm just going to give you, give, I'm not going to give you the, the, uh, little acronyms. I'm just going to break it out for you. If you divide uh, your total word target by your total days to completion, you will get your total daily target. That means that that in order to write the book at the length you want, in the time frame you want, you need to write these this many words per day. So in, in terms of NaNoWriMo, they consider a book a 50,000 word uh, manuscript, okay? And they want you to write that in a 30-day period. So that means you're writing um, 1,667 words per day, which is a little bit rounded up. So if you wanted to go uh, for a, l- a lengthier book, you know that's going to change your words per day. If you're going to want to go for a, uh, a protracted a- amount of time, that's going to change your words per day. Uh, but you can play with the formula, and you'll and you'll be able to determine exactly how many words per day to put down to knock that book out as quickly as you need to. Now, all that said, it's not as easy as just deciding I'm going to write, you know, five thousand words a day. But five thousand words a day would be pretty remarkable. <laughs> Most people aren't doing anywhere near that. Um, in fact, these days I don't even do that. I was doing five thousand a day, uh, and I've got it down to like twenty five hundred a day right now while I do other things. And that is a key thing to consider. Your life will enter into this equation. Whatever your goals are, whatever you are are trying to accomplish with your life, you need to remember writing isn't your entire life, right? Shouldn't be. I mean, I, 
maybe it is for a brief time. Um, and in fact, what I would recommend is if you are able to do this, something that helped me out a great deal is when I left, um, I, I had a, uh, a role as a marketing director for a software company back in like 2014. Um, I left that role and I bought out my uh, stock options and everything and cashed all that in. And that gave me about two years worth of income. Um, or two years worth of buffer really so that I could focus on building my writing business. <clears throat> now I'd also been writing as a freelance copywriter for years. Um, whether, even when I was employed by other companies, <laughs> I was still a freelance copywriter, uh, making pretty good money at that. So, so I really had some financial advantages here. I'll, I'll, I'll admit, um, but if you can get into a position where you could just do, let's just say you could somehow manage three months of intensive writing. Um, and I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying quit your job. I, what I'm saying is, you know, find, sacrifice for three months, tell your family, I'm going to spend three months doing this. Um, you know, arrange your life and your schedule so that you can spend an intensive amount of time chunking out three books we'll say okay hold on you should not have gotten that alert but i did <laughs> uh so you're gonna i hate when i forget to turn off the notifications so you're gonna spend some time working on uh books for your series for we'll, we'll say um and we're just gonna ignore questions of should you plot or should you pants uh for now we're just gonna say that you figured it out and you you can write um, uh, well, let's say you're going to, you're going to aim for, uh, 60,000 words per book. Okay. Um, I can already hear the people objecting. Okay, fine. 80,000 words per book. <laughs> that's a, that's a decent length book. It's under a hundred K that is a fairly average number. Okay. So, um, you're going to write 80,000 words and you are going to do do that in 30 days. And that means you need to write 2,667 words per day, okay? Which is um, a pretty good number, but you can do it. That's a pretty big number, but you can do it. And the way you do it is you, you, first you need to figure out what your, your ideal writing time is. And if you can write in that time, great. If not, you need to do, uh, this is essential. You need to do what I call write ugly, edit later. <laughs> that means write without editing your work. Uh, when you edit your, your work as you write, it will exponentially increase the amount of time it takes to finish a book, which means it will exponentially increase the odds that you don't finish that book. So your goal to write fast is to, is to write without editing. Now, for those who have trouble with that, there is a method that I call looping and um, that, uh, Dean Wesley Smith calls something else entirely. Uh, and I'm going to see if I can find it. <laughs> uh, cause he's his, in his book, writing into the dark, he talks about his, his process. And I, for some reason, for some dumb reason can never keep the term in my brain that he uses for this. Um, that's not going to help. So if you, uh, 
if you uh, have trouble with the idea of writing without editing, what you can do is what I call looping, which is Dean Wesley Smith does this thing where he'll write 500 words and then he'll jump back and edit those 500 words and then write the next 500 words. And I think that is a brilliant way to approach um, the, uh, the writing process. As you write, with or without an outline, as you write, you are able to uh, jump back, do the edit, satisfy that, that, that gnawing urge, you know, to edit your work, <laughs> and then uh, get right back to it. And you, you, you keep the momentum going, right? So for me, I write my daily word count, and that is, uh, right now, it's 2,500 words. The next day, before I start writing again, I go through that, I read that, and I edit and rewrite that. Uh, and then I let the momentum of it carry me through the next 2,500 words. And then that way, uh, again, I'm, I built up the momentum, I can keep going. So that is a process that will help you um, sort of re-enter that headspace, get back into the groove of it, and continue the writing. Now, that takes time, though. So, you know, only use that if you just cannot, for whatever reason, turn off that urge to edit your work. When it comes to NaNoWriMo, if you're really going to beat that 30 days, um, you know, it is best to just write without thinking about it. Don't go back. Don't look at the work. Don't, don't decide this is imperfect and I have to fix it. If you do that, you're going to lose it. And don't worry about whether things are gelling, whether the concepts are sticking, whether you forgot something from chapter three, you know, write ugly. Just, just get the story on the page. And once it's on the page, you can come back and edit it later. Um, if you do this, I promise you, you will write faster and you'll write better. And as you, as you do this over and over again, you pick up the skill of writing really well without having to constantly reference the, uh, the previous work, you know, constantly reference outlines, treatments, uh, previous chapters, because you, you'll grow to trust yourself. You know that later you're going to be an editor. And when you start editing and rewriting, you're going to remember the rest of the story. So you're going to say, Oh yeah, I did introduce the shotgun in, uh, in this chapter and, but I never fired it. So I need to go and, you know, this is Chekhov's uh, gun, by the way. Uh, I need to go and uh, make sure that that thing goes off at the, toward the end of the book. Or you may um, remember that, you know, your ending depends a great deal on your main character finding this widget uh, that that is uh, somewhere, you know, laying around and maybe, maybe a knife in the kitchen to fend off the uh, intruder. Uh, you can now add that knife earlier in the book and it'll make you look prescient. It'll make you look like you are, you, you just knew you just planned this ahead of time and you hid this little secret Easter egg that only came into play later because you can put that knife on the kitchen table, mention it once and never mention it again until it's needed. And the reader will remember that that's there. So, um, this is the magic of, of looping back and editing. You know, you don't have to do it as you go. You don't have to solve all the problems as you go. Come up with your solution at the end, whatever it may depend on, and keep it in mind when you go back through and re-edit uh, to clean the book up. So that's how you finish a book quickly. And if you are going to uh, make a living as a writer, uh, 
this is, I'm not telling you it's the only way. I'm not telling you it's even the best way. I'm telling you that this is a very good way and very well-documented and consistent way to make a living and make very good money as an author. And that is to produce a large body of work consistently. Make sure it's good. You know, hire editors. If you read this article I, I mentioned, one of the things she talks about is, um, you know, the 100 Kers tend to hire professional editors, you know, and uh, she even mentions, you know, you would say, well, they've got the money to do that. Uh, but they, uh, and she goes on to say, a lot of them say that they don't think they would have gotten to where they are without paying those editors. So if you can get someone to help you edit and improve your work, um, that is, that is going to help you out tremendously. I have to tell you, I had an issue. Amazon has had an issue lately. <laughs> it's happened to me twice now that I'm aware of uh, where they, um, I did a pre-order. I uploaded the clean edited version of the book on time, just before the date that I was told to do it. And then they reverted it back to the placeholder text that I had put in there and released that as the book. So I've gotten hundreds of emails and complaints and reviews uh, saying that the book is, is needs editing, that it's got a lot of typos and missing words and mistakes. So I've been dealing with that. So just be aware, sometimes you do all the work and it backfires on you anyway. <laughs> so working on it. Okay, so that is it. Uh, and uh, I hope you got something useful for NaNoWriMo out of this. I'm going to wrap us up because we're at 30 minutes. Um, but if you still got questions, you still, uh, you know, if you're still thinking about this and on the fence about something, uh, feel free to pop on over to wordslingerpodcast.com, hit the contact button, and uh, send me an email, and I will happily help you out. I'll, I'll give you some advice. Uh, and maybe I'll even read your question on the air uh, for a future episode or something. So. That's going to do it. It's going to wrap us up. So good luck, NaNoWriMers. <laughs> good luck on uh, on uh, your, on the contest part, part of this. But uh, more importantly, just I, I wish you the best and I hope uh, for your success when, when it comes to after NaNo. But uh, this, this is a great excuse to just plow through and learn how to write around your life. Because frankly... As stressful as it may be to try to do a 30 uh, a 30-day book, uh, a, a 50,000 word book in 30 days during uh, Thanksgiving holidays and family get-togethers and all that. I'm talking mostly the US crowd, but during November, um, uh, around the rest of your life as stressful as that can be, that is uh, it's a great like toss the kid into the water way to learn to swim here. Uh, so I think you're going to learn a lot from the experience and I can't wait to hear your war stories. So that's it. Hope you're, uh, hope you enjoyed this episode. Pop on over to wordslingerpodcast.com and sign up for the wordslinger podcast mailing list where I'm going to start uh, pushing some stuff out over the next few months that I think you're definitely going to want to check out. One thing in particular, I can't wait to announce uh, we're almost done with it, so uh, get in there uh, so you know about it before anyone else. And otherwise, God bless you. Have a wonderful weekend. Uh, I'm going to the Renaissance Festival here in Texas. Uh, if you're out there, say hi. Uh, look us up. And uh, other than that, happy writing, and I'll see you next time.
Gunslinger.